Welcome to another episode of Reformation Roundtable. My name is Joe Stout, and it's my pleasure to bring you the audio from our discussion that took place on May 6th. The topic is was various, but the one of the main topics we talked about was tithing. And we talked about the idea of whether or not tithing is a biblical mandated law that we need to follow, with giving and offerings being something in addition to the 10% that God requires, or is it all the same? And, and should a man give whatever he feels called to give? In addition to tithing, we talk about budget in general. Just kind of a simple way of setting our own budget, making sure that as a church we'll be living within our means. Now, Reformation Roundtable seeks to plant a Reformed church here in Lewis County, and that is the point of these discussions, has been to gain unity and conviction of spirit as it relates to a church plant. Now, this is going live on May 8th. We are planning on going live with our church, no longer practice, no longer just discussions, but actually live with our church on May 23rd. So May 23rd is the official launch date of Christ Covenant Church, and we're very, very excited about that. There's going to be some changes um, that are coming in terms of where we're meeting, what time we're meeting, and so make sure you go to lewiscounty.church to get all of your most up-to-date information on any particular Sunday that you might choose to come and worship with us. So before I open it up to the audio of our discussion night, just a reminder that there is a discussion in there very brief about our role in worship in the body of Christ, our role in the body of Christ. It's a paper that was written by Frank Stout. That's my father. He passed it out to everybody who came. Uh, If you weren't able to make it with us, there is a link in the show notes so that you can download your own copy and read what he had to say on our role in the body of Christ. So, hope you enjoy the discussion, and I hope you join us, especially as we are so close to launching Christ Covenant Church. One of the things I think would be good for us to do on our men's times um, would be to, to open up with some singing. And so I brought a song I think everybody should know, and it's pretty short, so we won't make it too hard for anybody. But if we can all, as men, be comfortable with singing, our wives, our kids, and those around us will naturally follow. We want to be the kind of church where the men sing. And, And that doesn't mean people necessarily have good singing voices. But if you don't have a good singing voice... You'll never get a good singing voice by not singing. <laughs> and so part of it is just like practicing and learning, learning to sing. And we want, we want to be men who sing because, uh, you know, merry men are men who sing. And, and singing is something that is, is so integral to worship. It's so integral to, to scripture. That's what we're called to do. And it's not something that is, it's, it's primary. It's a primary thing. So I think it was a Christmas or something. I, maybe I told some of you guys this, but... I got all the guys kind of surreptitiously, and I said, for one of the songs, we're all going to go up and sing. And yeah. They were all on board. We did it, and the reaction was, you know, it was an indictment, really, because everybody, everybody was like, 
that was amazing to yeah. see all those men up there because right. it typically doesn't happen yeah. right you know so anyway yeah it's, it's it's valuable absolutely yeah two things first i thought that was a breathalyzer <laughs> 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 out. not that i've ever seen one guys i thought you wanted people at this church so if i sing yeah, i'll try my best yeah we want you no. we want you to sing just don't get all simon cowell on me yeah <laughs> well i mean <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I get it. Some people can't carry a tune in the bucket, but but I, I, uh, a good example in the art world would be drawing or painting or anything that involves hand-eye coordination with a pen. I'm awful in that. But if I wanted to get, get good at it, or if I wanted to improve, not get good, but if I wanted to improve, I could go out and I could learn. Somebody could teach me how to do it, and we could do it. I could learn it. And so if you're not good at singing, it's just, you just got to practice. That's, that's like the big thing. <laughs> Are you getting the key for us there, Andrew? I have no, I actually don't know this tune. Oh, so. I think you, oh, did we sing it? Yeah, there you go, we you got it. Well, I'm gonna learn it. I hey, we got, we got a total of six verses. I don't know it This, okay, so I did pick this one because I thought this would be kind of one that people would know, but. No, just do it. Let's go. After the first verse, I'll get it. Exactly, okay, we're gonna do it. It's in G, we're gonna sing it in F. There's our key. Oh, for a thousand tongues you sing my great Redeemer's praise. The glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace. My gracious Master and my God assist me to proclaim, to spread through all the earth abroad the honors of Thy name. Jesus, the name that charms our fears, that bids our sorrows cease. Tis music in the sinner's ears, tis life and health and peace. He breaks the power of cancelled sin, he sets the prisoner free. His blood can make the foulest clean, his blood availed for me. Speaks and listening to his voice, new life the dead receive. The mournful broken hearts rejoice, the humble poor believe. Hear him, ye deaf, his praise ye dumb, your loosened tongues employ. Ye blind, behold, your Savior comes, and leave ye lame for joy. That's great. All right. Um, Joe, can I pass this out? You knew that. Didn't yes. <coughs> yeah. And after like after like two measures in, I was like, oh yeah, right? I'm I got it. No, I want to do it right now. All right. Because we aren't going to use it or do it or discuss People will just, it. They'll read it. They can right take now. it home with them. That okay. was the idea. So yeah, I put together a little bit of paper, and it's called our role in the body of Christ. And it has to do with uh, leadership within the church. And I felt, and I put that in the paper here, that uh, there's no pressure. We don't have to make big decisions. We don't have to do. So read it over, look at it. And uh, the thought process is coming for, from me is that I don't uh, plan on being an elder or a deacon, but I feel like I've got a, a ton of things in the body of Christ, I can contribute to the church. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I'm thinking, or where it's kind of coming from. Perfect. 
Okay. Thank you. Thanks for thanks for doing that. Mm -hmm. No, I don't. It take me four weeks. <laughs> no, exactly. It's like eighteen point type. <laughs> Triple spaced. Wow, it's two paragraphs. <laughs> okay, that's it now. <laughs> you contribute paper to the body of Christ. Yeah, <laughs> and humor. We know it's not the books, but you got everything else. <laughs> Doing the best I can. I kind of thought I was singing okay there, blending in with you guys. <laughs> All right, great. We've got um, at least five things to go over. The, I think what we'll probably do is strike number three from, from the, the uh, discussion tonight, just because we've got lots of other things to talk about anyways. That was more for, uh, that was something Dad wanted to talk about, the decision-making process of the church and whatnot. And we absolutely can talk about it if people want to tonight, but we've got a, a lot of things to discuss as it relates to tithing and the budget, and then um, our, our launch date. So, um, Let's open up in prayer. And uh, Ron, you want to open us up in prayer? Sure. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to gather together. We ask, Lord, that your presence be with us, that you would guide us, help us, Lord, to hear what you're saying, see what you're seeing, and to join you in pursuing the things that you want us to pursue. We uh, need your grace. We need your guidance. We ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. All right, so first thing we're going to talk about is tithing. Uh, and before we, before we open up, uh, we're going to actually, I don't have a teaching for us on tithing, so we're going to look at three passages and any other relevant passages that people want to add in. Uh, but before we, do, before we do that, I think it's good to just kind of start off with saying that tithing is one of those things that is controversial. The, the, the topic of tithing, the idea of, you know, whether or not it's commanded or whether or not it needs to be something that... You know how the Lord um, leads you to give. It's a controversial thing, and so I don't necessarily expect us to figure it all out tonight. Um, and so when we think about tithing, we need to think about tithing, and, and I think it's probably not the best thing long-term to say tithing and offerings are the same thing. But for right now, I'm, I'm comfortable combining tithings and offerings or tithings and givings and that kind of thing into this kind of the same category. Um, and and uh, as we read through some of these uh, texts, we'll kind of get a little bit of an understanding as to why it is a uh, controversial thing. So let's read through those three texts first. And uh, anybody want to take uh, Genesis 14, 18 through 20? All right. And Malchizedek, son of or king of Salem brought out bread and wine, and how he, and now now he was a priest of God Most High. He blessed him and said, "Bless the Abraham or Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand." He gave him a tenth of all. That's it. Good. Uh, Malachi three ten. Anybody? All right. <clears throat> Bring the full tenth into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. Test me in this way, says the Lord of armies. See if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing for you <clears throat> without measure. Perfect. And then Matthew 23, 23. I've got that. Okay. Uh, and just through, just through 23? Yep, just okay. that 23. Wo woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, 
justice, and mercy, and faithfulness, these you ought to have done without neglecting the others. Okay, so there's other verses on tithing we could talk about or on giving, charitable giving, that kind of thing. The reason why I picked these three verses was because the first verse from Genesis predates the law. There was no Mosaic law, and yet you see Abraham tithing. The second verse is Malachi. Of course, this comes after the Mosaic law where there are some very specific laws on tithing that say, hey, you know, you need to... You need to bring this tithe into the, uh, the tithe into God's storehouse. Don't rob God, basically. Uh, and then the, the last one is Christ uh, rebuking the, the, the scribes and the Pharisees for focusing so much on the tithe that they neglect the weightier matters, the more important matters of the law, which are justice and mercy and faith. But he says you should tithe. You should do that. Um, and, but but don't leave. The, you know you should you should focus on justice and mercy and faithfulness without neglecting the time as well. Um, and so the big question for us, because if you, if you surf YouTube or teachings on tithing, you'll get one of two people. You'll get the prosperity gospel people, which they're heretics, so we can ignore them. But you'll get the evangelicals, you know, biblically conservative people, and I really only heard one view, and that is that Christians should not tithe because the tithe is part of the Old Covenant. And we're not under the Old Covenant anymore. And I mean, like, consistently throughout the whole thing, that's what I heard. And so what we have to do, what we have to think about, I've, I've kind of brought the tithing discussion in my own mind down to the idea of, is the tithe similar to a sacrifice or a dietary restriction? Something that the New Testament has clearly said no longer applies to Christians. We don't follow the ceremonial laws of the Old Testament. That's clear. The New Testament clearly teaches us that. Um, do we follow the laws of the Old Testament as it relates to food? No, we don't. All things have been made clean. But do we follow the laws of the Old Testament as it relates to morality, like stealing? Yeah. Honoring your father and mother? Yes. These are all of the, what you would call the Ten Commandments, are all reiterated in the New Testament uh, in one way or another. And so we know that the law, Jesus even said, the law is not passing away. Heaven and earth will pass away before the law does. And so has the tithe followed kind of the moral code? Or has the tithe followed the dietary ceremonial code where it's no longer a thing anymore? No way. Give us your thoughts there, Wink. Very simple. Read the rest of the New Testament. Work is worthy of his hire. Paul, I have a right to live here. I'm not taking it, but I do. People giving voluntarily also to help the church in Jerusalem, and it was commended. So, yes, the dietary, sacrificial, and ceremonial laws were abrogated by Jesus himself, but the rest of it remains in effect. The earth is the Lord's. <coughs> we pay rent, that's yeah. all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Stewards. First Corinthians 16 um, maybe kind of goes along with Wink, uh, I guess, I'm not exactly sure but it, it talks about as the lord prospers you is it, oh, it was first Corinthians 16 first verse in first 16 yeah so, oh, now concerning the collection for the saints as i directed the church at the galatia so do you also on the first day of every week each one of you is to put aside and save as he may prosper so that no collection be made when i come so i mean it's it's a little bit generalized there but mm -hmm. it's, it certainly isn't referring to anything tithing but i don't have a bunch of stuff in the back of my head where right i've been thinking about this right second corinthians 9 you know paul talks about the point is this 
whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Yep. Whoever sows yes. bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, yep. but God loves a cheerful giver. And he goes on a little bit more. So, so less, but the tithe itself, there's always been a tenth of the net. After Satan takes his cut, then... After, yeah. the, after the locusts have okay. their, their fight. Yeah. <laughs> they're fighting. Right. You do that, it keeps the locusts away. So, so your, your, your verse there, because I, I love that verse, um, is that talking about tithing, or is it something in addition to tithing, or is this just the New Testament way of... Well, it, maybe, maybe yes to all three questions. I don't know. Um, you know, I think there's a, there's a principle involved, and I believe... I know, I know I'm often guilty of giving out of my surplus and not out of my need. And, you know, I give, figuratively I may give God what's left over or not the first fruits, whatever, however, whatever they are. Right. I think there's just a principle that we just, we consider um, everything belongs to God and we give him the first Tenth. Yeah. That's that's just how my mind thinks. I don't you see. Made it easy for yeah. Us I don't. Tenth. I don't see any. I don't. I don't necessarily see any kind of contradiction or not even really a paradox there. Right. Between what Paul says and what Malachi and, and yeah. Moses are saying in Genesis, uh, I don't anyway. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, I remember when I was a young Christian, I would give, and and we, Kay and I, have always tried to be very, try to be generous in our giving. But I would always wonder, man, what they, what are they doing with that, you know? And, it, and that's just that's just a function of my immaturity mm-hmm. and all of that, you know. God's God's overseeing everything, yeah. so Amen. thankfully He brought me up out of that. I see, I know what you're asking, Joe. So yeah. I don't have a good answer for you. Yeah. I just I just love to give, and I'm glad to give. So. Right. But I know you want to teach too, and I know you want to teach the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, minimum of the tenth, anyway. But don't feel bad that you're not getting enough if you are giving a tenth of your net, is the way I've been taught, finally come to that conclusion. I think that's where my, my conviction lies, too. And so the tithe belongs to God. You give him that. And then then Second Corinthians kicks in after that point. Not, not that the tithe should ever be begrudgingly given. It should be given yeah. cheerfully and joyfully. But, but it's like all things... What, at church on Sunday, we sing every time we give uh, commun- or, uh, we take the pass the plate. Is uh, we sing a song, just a little short line that says, "All things come from thee, O God, and of thine own have we given thee." So it's all come from you, and we're giving this back. But it's your own that we're giving you back. So it's there's there's nothing you provided actually the offering. You you provided for us something that we can give back. So so is that. Um, I mean, I've only been the church that really, you know, the Calvary doesn't push it. I've been told many times, it's not a necessity, you don't need to tithe, and all this yeah. stuff like that. I've really only heard one pastor, as Walter Martin, talk about tithing in a positive sure. way. So it's right. like a tenth a month, a, a year, like you right. save up for a year, then just, here's a big deposit of my tenth of mm-hmm. my yearly, so how does, is it weekly? Like, right. How does... Well, I think that's when you get, get back to where it says each person should do as he has decided in his heart. So, like, whether you do it a tenth out of every paycheck or a tenth out of every month or out of every year, like, kind of come to the decision on your on your own, you know, um, and then do it as you know you see fit, but doing it generously without reluctance, you know. Um, 
think that's kind of where that comes in. But it's it's, it's what's brought up, first fruits was mentioned. So mm -hmm. I'd say it's when you get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, and that's what I would do with myself. But I'm just saying, I think. But if you were that. a farmer or something, you might not get right. any money till the end of the year and right. Right. or something. I don't yeah. Know. You know right. some farmers. You know some farmers. Some good farmers. Yeah, they have nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are the fruitful farmers. <laughs> some of them make money. Here's the basket so, of potatoes. <laughs> so I, I noticed on here uh, we've got you know tithing into you know we're getting into like the incorporating into worship and everything else. Yeah. Um, just so that we're clear on. And I'm, and I'm comfortable with making a distinction between tithing and giving. Sure. Um, so when we are talking about tithing, what does, what does that mean as far as distribution of dollars that we have tithed to mm. give back to God? So let, let me just give you an example here. So uh, Sarah and I, when we tithed, and part of our tithing was to our church, mm -hmm. and then there was also a building fund that we split that against, and then we and, and we also had something that we consistently give to uh, Evergreen, uh, uh, the Evergreen uh, Christian or Evergreen College Christians for Christ. Okay. You know, it's it, it's a basically it's something that we give to. So the question would be, um, are we giving to the church Catholic? Universal, or are we giving? Are we tithe? And when we're tithing, are we tithing to God, or are we going to take a view that tithe is actually to your local, and that all ex, you know extra givings, extras are considered giving? Is that am I making sense there? Totally. So is it ten percent local, right. and then rest is giving, or and and because I asked our pastor about this, and he, they again held similar. Um, uh, similar views to what was already said, which is that uh, we're not, we don't hold people to a tithe right. in the ten percent scenario, yeah. and we're like, well, yeah. we want to do that, and we saw some other areas where we were like, there's need, let's just go ahead and right, and then the other giving would happen outside of that, yeah. of course. But yeah, what do we, what do we think? Is the I, local church, church in general? I I think your first option is how I would might understand it. In other words, you, you get, you tithe to your, the church you're a member of. And, you know, Dave kind of talked about that the other night, the importance of, of belonging and the, and, you know, Frank's Frank gave us a, a paper on uh, contributing and all of that. I think, you know, we, it's a manner of us expressing to God, our, our, uh, you know that we're part of this, this discreet body that is part of the Catholic Church. You know mm -hmm. that, and you know that that discreet body, D, D I S C R E T E. Okay, except you know this particular Christ Covenant Church is dependent upon the people that attend it to hold hold it up in in that manner and the resources and things. So I can't whip out a scripture on you necessarily, but for your you know how you said the first option I, I'm going to tie to my church and then if there's a building fund and then if there's a summer kids summer camp then if there's this or if there's a food bank or whatever you know that's just that's offering right. that's giving that's whatever it is but our church is going to be and I'm just telling you how Kay and I operate right. the church gets that whatever yeah. the whatever the 10% is they, they're getting that and then you know um, 
We buy food, we buy paint, we fought, I bought toilets for the church and all that. And mm -hmm. I don't seek any remuneration or right. remuneration, whatever it is. But um, that 10%, it goes to the body we actually belong to. In that passage that I read, 1 Corinthians, that's so a personal thing for us. they are, uh, Paul instructed the churches of Galatia to do, give, do their giving but that, uh, some of that giving was going to be taken up to the church in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't uh, Joe independent, independently seeing, oh boy, there's need in Jerusalem, I'll do this and break it up. I, I, mm -hmm. think, I mean, that kind of backs up what Les is saying. I mean, right. uh, the deacons and the elders decide where it yeah. comes in here and right. wherever it goes, that's your business. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like a budget. Yeah. Like, how is your budget set up? That's a different topic than, you know, do you have people faithfully yeah. giving, at least? <laughs> it's up what you were talking about, too. Where's it going? It should be known. Yeah, and it, and it is. Missions. And in our church, in our my current church budget, missions is, is big. And so the money we give to the church, the elders, the elders do distribute that amongst uh, missions that we decided, mm -hmm. hey, we want to support these guys. You know, right. we've got about a dozen or f 15 mis missionaries that we support, and they get anywhere, you know, three, three to five, six hundred bucks a month, you know, but the body knows that because it's incorporated in the budget. So. In the context of First Corinthians, though, today is not first century church where logistically it may make sense to give money to one person that distributes it to you know somewhere else where now it's like eighteen seventy five bucks, all right, what's your Venmo? You know. Um, right. So that may be a cultural thing that Paul was a courier back to Jerusalem. But that's all mm. that was there. Taking the gift. Delivering the goods. Delivering the goods, yeah. Mm. Right. They knew there was going to be a famine, the Holy Spirit told right. them and they said we gotta help our brothers out and we're gonna kill over here. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I think that if churches are too nervous to talk about money, that's a bad thing because it's that because we need to, you know, you, mm -hmm. man does not live by bread alone, but a church needs money to keep the lights on, um, and so we need to we need to not rob our people of the teaching and the biblical opportunity to give faithfully and to be taught how to give faithfully. So. Jalen, your question's a great one. How do I do this? Do I do it once a year? Do I do it once a month? Well, I think there could definitely, there's not like only one way of doing it, right? Uh, we, personally, we used to do it uh, whenever I got paid. But then okay. I thought, you know, I get paid twice a month, and so that means every other Sunday, I, I'm not bringing anything to God. But bringing a tithe or bringing an offering is fundamentally a part of worship because we come into his, 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 uh, into his courts, and we shouldn't come... We, we should come empty-handed in terms of our good works, but we shouldn't come empty-handed before the king. We should be bearing, we should be bearing what we have to give him. And, and for me, because I get paid in cash or in, in money, you know, I don't, I don't have a harvest that I have to figure out how to give once a year. It's very easy for me to every Sunday have something that I can give, give to the king. Um, and so when we think about this, I appreciate churches that don't pass the plate. I'm not opposed to churches that pass the plate, but I appreciate churches who trust God to not do the do the kind of psychological thing of like pony up, you know, kind of thing. The box in the back. The box in the back, exactly. I, I'm I'm 100% good with that as long as the box in the back is not just an afterthought to worship. And so, how do we incorporate the tithing, the giving into our liturgy? 
the way I've seen it done, and I think is good, is have a period in your liturgy where you actually bring the tithes forward, and in you have a either a, a prayer that says, thank you, God, that you have given us these things that we can give back to you. Please bless the giver and the gift. Um, or just something where people know, okay, nobody's getting, nobody's getting there, you know, the, nobody's locking the door saying, okay, until we make budget, you guys can't get out. <laughs> but at the same time, we are, we're, we are um, presently, and we're all aware of the fact that bringing our tithes into the storehouse, or if you're not comfortable with that, bringing our giving to the Lord is a, a, a corporate act that we're doing together. Um, yeah, so would I, we have trumpets blowing as we go up there? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Down palm branches. <laughs> um, but I, I like inc I like including it in the manner of worship. Yeah. In the exactly. Um, we have we've we've inherited from Calvary Chapel. We we inherited their pulpit. So I have their pulpit, um, and we also inherited their tithe boxes. There's two of them. Um, I looked in them. There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we did not inherit any of the dollars. Not that much of a blessing yeah. to go with. You might be a little optimistic to put both boxes out on our first Sunday. But <laughs> Why not? Probably sneak one. But, uh, but, down the line. <laughs> so does that mean it's like sinful not to tithe then? So I got a lot of years to repent for. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I've just been taught that, you know, like, I, okay. mean, I gave, but like, it's so, like so we have to make sure that our distinctions are clear. Mm -hmm. Tithing is, is, is where you give God 10% of your increase. Like, like Wink was saying, I don't think I've ever done that. Okay. So. <laughs> and, and I, I went to Calvary almost eight years. Ben actively preached against the tithe. Yeah. I, I watched the, you guys know who Michael Pearl is? So I watched a video by Mark Michael Pearl on tithing, and he starts it off by saying, "If you tithe, you're sinning." <laughs> so he was so he was so That's, like radical. Some people are radically against any that I, that idea is foreign. I think it's I think it's very much in evangelical circles because they are conflating tithing and giving. Right. That's the issue. And so what the, it, so what they're doing is they're saying that there's a, then you shouldn't tithe, but you should give. Right. right. Well, and, yeah, and exactly. so basically so. If you're limited, so some would use it as leverage, like in prosperity gospel movement, would use it as leverage of saying that, you know, kind of a, a karma-based effect. You should be giving more. Why are you limiting yourself to 10%? And yeah. then others are like trying to rail against that ideology and saying, no, this isn't about, you know, this isn't. And they often use like the widow's might. Yep. You know, parable. Saying you know you know she gave all she, 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 she had, gave all she, had. she gave all she had right so but I mean anyway it's yeah maybe I've heard, I have sacrifice I've, and tithing I think it's an excuse not to tithe that's what I think well but but I think I think people if I could push back a little bit on that wink I think people genuinely hold the fact that hold hold mistakenly I believe to the fact that any type of following the what they see as the old covenant law is sinful. Even if it's the Ten Commandments, you know, even if following the Ten Commandments, if you're following the Ten Commandments because you feel that you're under the authority of them, that's wrong. Well, and so I think it's... I you need to teach the Bible. <laughs> Those are false yeah, assumptions. I, I, I agree. And there's a, there is a distinction between law and grace. There is. Yep. But, but to, to, to be an is, antinomian is not the exactly. way to yeah. go. Grace is to forgive the sins. 
So, so, so dispensationalism in it? In a oh, way? yeah. There yeah, is, absolutely. absolutely yeah. But let's go back to Jacob's question because it's a really good one. Is it sinful not to tithe? Or is it sinful not to bring the tithe into the storehouse? Could you Matthew 18 someone for not tithing? Like, I'm, that's what I'm wondering. Malachi verse. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would not be, I personally would not be comfortable with that uh, because. Uh, because Jesus seems to make a distinction to the fact that there are more important things to the law. It's not that this isn't important, mm-hmm. but there are weightier things to the law, and don't neglect those. Oh, but he was talking about uh, mint, anise, cumin, practically zero value. I mean, it's like hay or something, and not alfalfa either. Hay is worthless, but they're, oh, boy, we're giving a tenth of this and this and this. It was nitpicking. It was right. essentially nothing but a show, sure. an empty show. Yeah, and and I think Matthew eighteen, you know, applying Matthew eighteen, as you scrutinize someone's something going from someone's hand to the basket to the box, mm-hmm. or whatever, um, man, you're really yeah. treading into yeah. some. I think I think you teach I think you teach on it. You teach on it, yeah. and you teach on it courageously. You know, yeah. uh, you teach against the false the false doctrine out there that says you know you need to give so that God will bless you. Mm-hmm. You, you know, kind of like uh, your. Your um, God will only bless you if you do this. Oh, yeah. You know that yeah. whole prosperity lie. But but also I would say be really careful not to become an antinomian in your view of the tithe. Mm-hmm. But what is our greatest blessing? Salvation from eternal hell. Mm-hmm. That's worth more than all the money in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In oh yeah, go ahead, Dean. How was it done in the Old Testament? How did people give then? Right, a lamb, a bullock. But was it public? Did they go during yeah, the they had to go to the priest. service and do it publicly? Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just thinking of the invitation system. How do you know you're a Christian? Well, because I went forward. Mm-hmm. And it's a, is it almost like a, it's a public um, act that you somehow get grace by doing? Okay. Or should our good deeds be done in private? Hmm. I mean, we're. That's, Look that's at a good point. Old Testament into Jesus' day, right? I mean, they were still practicing, you know, temple law. People would go into the temple and make their offer. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the story of the widow and the knife. And everybody's watching, you know, and then the, the, the great rich guys come in and go, oh, oh, oh you know, look <laughs> at all my stuff. So yeah, I think that that's, that's not a good thing to do, to right. do that. That's, that's kind of what the temple worship practice, but... And that's where we kind of shy away from passing the plate. So how I don't mind the passing well, the plate. I don't, I don't think it's going forward, too. That's why I mentioned going yeah. forward to get saved, you know. There, well, if it's, everybody it's, had to come up with, what was it, a shekel a year head tax? All the money. Which wasn't a tithe. It was, that, that was money. But everything else it seemed like was livestock and mm. wheat and yeah, wine. And kind and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a really, it's a really good discussion. Um, and I think that we should... Understand that some people are going to be uncomfortable with the with the term tithe, and so for now, I'm good with keeping the two as one. But but I think ideally we should be moving towards getting to that 10 percent. Um, I I, uh, I think God can do for our families everything we need on 90 percent of whatever our income is. I think we can trust Him for that. Mm-hmm. Gotta rewrite my whole budget. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in, in things above and beyond that, whenever we feel the Spirit calling us to give, we give cheerfully. And we give it all mm-hmm. cheerfully because it all comes from God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to kind of piggyback a little bit on what Wink was just saying, you know, it was a, you know, there was a bull, there was, you know, a lot. Some of these were, you know, sac- sacrificial, part of the sacrificial system. Um, 
the the question then comes up about with tithing um, do we count or are we to take into account our time and our talents when it comes to our tithing too as a time treasure and talent are all three things that are things that we are capable of giving and do we actually are we are should we be tithing in those things as well right so i see some of the things that we haven't gotten to yet mm -hmm. but talk going to talk about like you know who's setting up supplies and things like that mm -hmm. and so i my, my to kind of press into this a little bit more um the individual who comes shows up participates in worship dumps 10% of his income into it, but then doesn't do anything in terms of contributing to the general uh, edification of the body in any other way other than just giving their dollars. Right. Right? Yep. You know, is that brother also in sin? Mm -hmm. I think right? it's way ahead of the game because most people don't give anything. <laughs> right, but I mean, it's so, so but there, that, that's where you kind of have to ask yourself, you know, from a, from a legalistic perspective, because yeah. that's really... The, I think that's the impetus of the pushback is it's like, we don't want legalism. Okay, right. you don't want legalism. Um, and we're saying, hey, we want to hold people to yeah. a level accountable yeah. for 10% giving. And if we have members, I'm not talking about people that just show up, right. but members that are actively tithing in the form of money, but are never actually actively participating in anything other than their sun in, other than Sunday Lord's Day worship because that's a I think that that's a common problem in the evangelical church as well your backside in the seat there and you might be doing you might be doing church and you might even be doing church correctly in the form mm -hmm. of tithing right. but are you actually part of the body of believers um, you know early on in my walk with the Lord my um, degree of scrutiny for what, what I was giving was a function of me being ignorant and me being carnal and all of that. And it was not me exerting myself. It wasn't me exercising anything that delivered me from, from that type of bondage. It was the Holy Spirit. And I think often we <clears throat> overlook the work of the Holy Spirit in, in these types of discussions. So, you know, the way I would respond is absolutely, you know, God wants the first, He wants the first of everything. Right. And yeah. so, you know, we're going to trust one that the Holy Spirit is at work, but also what's coming, what is coming from the, lead, the pulpit and from yes. the elders of the church and all that. I mean, there's this, this kind of this, this, right. this ad, atmosphere. <laughs> And the spiritual approach to everything without being special. You know, I don't think you're cleaning the toilets enough or whatever whatever that aspect of it is. We're gonna trust the Holy Spirit and then we're we're gonna preach the truth no matter no matter how uncomfortable and how uh, how other people may present it out there, you know, we're gonna be faithful to the word of God and, and preach Malachi three and Genesis eighteen and all of that. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's then, that's kind I, of my. I guess I just want to make sure that when we're when we're preaching about it, or if I have a correct right understanding on. of it, Absolutely. if that part of that preaching is specifically Absolutely. about a, a monetary exchange only, I think it's possible based on the way that I understand scripture and the way that mm -hmm. you know the way that you talked about that it really should be a tenth of ev everything. 
you know, like it's not just, you, you know, you should be giving portions of your, your, your life to that too. And so, yeah, but if it's, if Christ is Lord of your life, there's no 10%. It's sure everything. So that, that but, should uh, be coming. So I think I kind of see what you're saying, but it's like Les was saying too, the Holy Spirit's going to move people. Who's going to show up anyway? I mean, I don't expect to see uh, uh, Ferguson, our attorney general, showing up to any of the services. Possible. It depends on how the Holy Spirit moves in him. <laughs> Wink, Wink, are you praying that he would? <laughs> I, 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 I pray to get my hands around his neck, but anyway. Oh, okay. uh, so I don't think we need to worry about tithing right now. So I think that the people who are going to show up, it's like I, preaching. Why bother preaching? Uh, and I think it's like a radio station, the signal goes out, and those who are regenerate will respond to it. Those are the people who will be drawn to this kind of service. Because hmm. there's no hoopla, no motorcycle rides on Sundays and things to draw people in. It's going to be... <laughs> That's a yeah. thing? <laughs> That's good. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of the, um, what's his name in Southern California... Anyway, every year that church rents the uh, San Diego Fairgrounds and we have motorcycle stunt riding and all the Christian rock bands show up there, all 30 or 40 of them, and it's a big festival, so a lot of people are drawn to it, but they're just there for that festival, not because they want to know anything about Christianity. Yeah, yeah. People I guess drag them there my, and my, uh, my thought on that, I, and I, I understand where you're coming from, Andrew, but I don't know. There's, there's not a good way to measure that. No, I understand you're, that. You're, you're looking at people's hearts and, and right, how much right. they're willing to contribute, and there's no measured way to do that. And I don't know that there's, you know, we, we don't want somebody monitoring, oh, have you volunteered at least two hours this week, you know, or this month? And, and, and some people might feel a little dis maybe disenfranchised a bit if, uh, you know, hey, it's like, wow, are people going to pull the slack here? But, you know. I think I, I'm not asking for I'm not asking for uh, like a condemnation type type of thing, and I certainly wouldn't want a monitoring system. And that would I guess <clears throat> proceed to the next question: Is okay, uh, you know, are we submitting our are we submitting our W twos to the deacons, right? right. You know, and right. that's sort of that's sort of the you know I think that there's accountability that needs no, to, just, there's, there's accountability. Just send that, your paycheck to the deacons. They'll give you the numbers. That's perfect. Yeah. I, I think yeah. we're going to be more Solved. Other than we encourage people to be involved. Oh no, I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. There isn't there isn't a metric or any way that you could actually measure that. I think the I think the I think the issue I and I appreciate what Wink said. The people. You know the way that we're designing the service and the way that this service is set up is that you know you're, you know, people are are going to regenerate. People are going to want to. Participate. We all have a gift. Anyone who's regenerate, right? Yeah. And the spirit is going to move people to use that. Correct. Correct. So I don't. I guess my. I guess my. Uh, I guess my. That's not really even a pushback. It's more of just like a thinking out loud mm, yep. of. Yeah. Hey, if you have a gift you are actually in a way in the same way that you're called to tithe you're called to bless the body with that and so a lot of i know a lot of yeah. people mm -hmm. um uh either feel like there isn't opportunity for that or they conceal that or there is a there's a um 
uh, a shyness about not wanting to do that. I don't think that that's people here in this room because mm. this group of men here has demonstrated initiative. <laughs> but right. you grow this body up to, you know, Lord willing, 150, you know, let's say, let's say we get to 50, 60 family members, right? right. You know, at that point, you can start, people start hiding. Uh, you know, you have a church of 500 people and people start hiding in the, you know, at, at the at the last pew. And yeah, and that, that just goes, that falls with engagement, engagement of, you know, whoever, whether it's the elders and deacons yep. and, and making yep. sure people, you know, who are coming and who are faithful or want to be engaged are engaged. Yeah. Um, if, if Andrew, if you give your check to the church and we give you 10% back. Don't worry about it. You'll figure out how to live on I'll it. I'll figure it out. God's <laughs> figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> He's kept me around. As far as like the accountability aspect, like I agree that there needs to be a little bit of accountability. But I think also um, regarding the tithing, if we are preaching on that, we're preaching scripture and we're preaching it soundly. Um, harping on that with some people, I think, might drive some people away. They're like, man, this church is nuts. They want me to send them. <laughs> I mean, I said, but I'm just saying, like, I actually met people who have been turned mm-hmm. away from our church because they hammered on tithing yeah. so hard that it was like, these guys are just after my cash. I don't want to be here. And I think that's the last thing we want. So I think yeah. if we're preaching it from the pulpit, let God do the work of convicting them. They're like, man, you know, I really like scripture tells us we need to tithe. I need to be tithing. Or, or even just having it a part of your liturgy. Every week, right. it's because. I'm going to make if the case. If you bring it forward, bring the yeah, box. Yeah, exactly. I'm, so I'm, I'm going to make the case that we do the tithe box in the back. People do it as they come forward. But I'm, I'm not dictating that. What do you guys think? What's the, you know, the logistics of collecting the tithe? How should we do it? I was, I've said before I was raised in funky mentalism. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I really, really appreciate the deliberateness that this church is approaching these things with. Not just... That's the way we've always done it, right. but why and how? So, I remember being raised that the, the plate was passed. And maybe I was just me because I was a snot-nosed little kid, but I don't think I was the only one looking around like, hmm, that person didn't put anything in. Or they scrambled and pulled a dollar out. <laughs> that other guy right there, he put five in. Well, that was an envelope. You know, these kind of things. Sure. Um, but but that, that's a fault of the person scrutinizing the other people. True. I mean, That's but their issue. Was, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I was a kid, but... Right. With it being in the back, I remember the first church I went to that had that was a Reformed Baptist church. Mm. I went, I like that. Yeah. It's a personal thing, and it's not a, like going forward. You know, I mentioned that just now, a few minutes ago. Is going forward to put into a plate up front an act that we do so people see, oh, he's going. I don't know. Yeah. He was talking about putting the box in the back. The box in the back, and right. Just bringing it forward, yeah. thanking God for what's Two in it. Two Okay. Yeah. Not us going up there. No, 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 okay, no. Okay, okay, no, okay. Without a sermon, it does bring the presence forward that, I see, yes, okay. these I, are the tithes and offerings. I thought so, I heard somewhere that we would be going. I, uh-uh. Okay. No, no, it would be, you'd, you'd bring it in as before the church, before church started. Yes. And then in the midst of church, we would have a time where we thank God for the, for the, for the okay. tithe. So, a deacon or an elder or somebody or, or brings it up, brings it up. Sets it there. Thank you, Symbolic Lord. and yeah. And that's, 
That's kind of a silent sermon. Private, private, but corporate too, because we're doing it together. This is our corporate prayer. Time. So if you're coming in before you sit down, you put it in there. Right. In the or on your way out. I remember, seeing, I remember seeing visitors almost like in a panic. Get my wallet out and have to like. Yeah. And that's just. I, I know we've had some. We'll catch on. I've had some folks in our church comment to me that they miss. You know, we talk about worshiping with our whole body, mm-hmm. kneeling right. and raising our hands. They, that they miss the 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 movement of the of the plate being mm-hmm. passed that there right. there's a participatory element to that right. for people sitting in the pew to take it and, and pass it the the bag or whatever you whatever you use um, they they kind of miss that right. you know, the COVID, we used to do that but the covid kind of shut it down I was going to say, I do like the idea, though, of bringing the box forward and then yeah. making a point to yes. either even have a prayer of Thanksgiving or something. Because yeah. yeah. then corporately you're acknowledging it as a body, mm-hmm. even though right. you're not passing that plate. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a joint acknowledgement. It's a function of a service. Yeah. Provided, um, for this congregation. That's the yes. only thing that I would say in all of that mm-hmm. was, you know, we used to pass the plate. It just needs to be a part of the service yep. in exactly. some way. Yeah, right. yeah. absolutely. That's can't be an afterthought. Kind of built like the Ark of the Covenant, beyond poles. Four people carry it down. I love it. Gold plated. We'll we'll yeah. put Frank on a zip line and have him bring right. it down, and that'll bring. <laughs> so another another barely holding it. Logistical question too would be that as you know, we're hoping that we get. Uh, individuals from all generations that are seeking to honor and love God, what do we do with somebody who wants to, uh, you know, Venmo or, you know, like, you know, like yeah. digitally, digitally send or something, you know, something like that. Yeah. You know, do what? Oh, to, to send, to send money via electronic transfer rather than actually oh, having well, to get it. PayPal. PayPal. Or, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like PayPal. I know a lot of churches do that. Yeah, so I, I'm just, I'm wondering if, you know, it... Well, regardless, I think, of how that, the, the we have funds square deal arrive, we still make yeah. a point to include it in worship. Yeah. It could yeah. be an empty box. We can still thank God for <laughs> what he's provided. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. They could yeah. be a Bitcoin slot on it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, put all your Bitcoins here. <laughs> yeah, the, the pastor's what cell phone with a square Joe, what's Trinity? Is it yeah. on there? Um, Trinity does, I believe, um, almost exactly the way that we just talked about. I think they have the tithe in the box. Oh. I don't know that they bring it forward, but but they have a prayer where they they have a prayer, an offertory prayer, where they thank God for providing um, through His, you know. Through Visually, his I love the idea of bringing it forward. Though. Yeah, I, I agree. I really, really yeah. do. Acknowledgement. Yeah. Um, Ron, this next question is for you and for anybody, but what would be SOPs for standard operating procedure? How should we, um, because if you look at number four, launch date is May 23rd. I probably should have started with that. But when we start collecting tithes in person on the 23rd, how should we go about, you know, after service is done, like I, I know that there needs to be two people there, but what's, yeah. the, what's the proper procedure? As long as there's two people, what we do at Harrison Square is, um, on Sunday, maybe that's not true. Um, <laughs> on Sunday, I grab somebody, we go get the boxes that are at the back of the church. They aren't taken forward, which I think is a really good idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I like that. Go in the office together, put them in a bank bag, goes in the <coughs> night drop. Gotcha. Next day we go pick it up, 
and it comes back and two people count it. Gotcha. So you're not doing that on Sunday, you're doing it on Monday. No, that's on Monday. We do it on we do it on Sunday. Yeah. Two people, two people so selected, and it, there's a there's like a roster. Yeah. Okay. Two people selected um, who have been observed to be have integrity, that aren't going to go talk about how much somebody gave and all that. We right. they, they're actually kind of counseled for that. Yeah. So I think it's it's built into the standard operating procedure that listen, you know, this is this is a matter of confidence. And it's nobody's business. I know the pastor doesn't want to know what anybody's given. He's really nobody has access that. to that information. That's but not they, to say they couldn't. They could because yeah, yeah. my office is locked, but it's the same key as most of the rest of the keys in the building. Sure, um, good to know. And if people know where to look, they could easily mm -hmm. go in and, and uh, look at it. Well, but I mean, it's I've never known anybody to do that. Talking with Hatch, he he said that the way their church does it is he doesn't know anybody's tithing but he said some some pastors they want to know what people are tithing because they see that as their job to be shepherding and, and if somebody's tithing 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 and then all of a sudden not tithing they want to know that as a shepherd he's he wasn't mm -hmm. saying it was right or wrong mm -hmm. he was just saying that his preference is to not know but other people do want to know for shepherding reasons um but but i like that obviously two people i i wonder if um i would imagine they're doing multiple people so that Nobody gets too comfortable. In yeah, that there's position. there's there's probably there's probably like eight. I know Kay that my wife does. Yeah. She counts, and I and I filled in. But um, there's a sheet that in which you put how many fives you got and all that, and then the check right. numbers yep. and the the number, and then some 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 things end up in the box that are for designated funds, for like Awana or something else, and those those are separate. You know, those would be kind of like what you were talking about a little while ago. So, right. and so there's a sheet, a, a formal sheet, and then both the counters sign it. Right. It gets put in a bank bag and then put in a safe, and then uh, our our Ron comes in and, and then takes it and gotcha. goes from there. Um, how, how did you guys do it, Luke? I was just kind of back up because Andrew's question didn't get answered, and I oh. think if we incorporate some kind of a software, it's really easy to incorporate online giving in mm -hmm. some form. Oh right. Or, or, oh yeah. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> but it just has to be set up. And I don't know, it would just takes some time probably to figure that out, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, uh, it, doing, I was actually a deacon before I left, and so I got involved in the every, you know, so we had a rotation um, so that you weren't counting every single Sunday, because a lot of times it'd take it half an hour, yeah. 45 minutes, you know, right. to figure everything out. But we'd, you know, we'd count everything, we'd count all the, get all the, cash together, get all the checks, we'd scan the checks. It's nice to have a scanner mm -hmm. so that you can input information and you can save people into the computer and you right. have a little software that'll actually organize this stuff and it helps you balance stuff. Yeah. So then you can mm -hmm. make sure you've got the correct amount. You fill out a whole balance sheet, fill out a deposit slip, stuff it in a night drop and I would actually take it to the bank that Sunday. Yeah. And that way it goes in, goes in Monday type thing. Right. But it would be all filled out, you know, by and it usually was a deacon and a, and a designated helper. Yeah. You know, there was always usually a designated helper just to help count, and so that you had two people checking totals and making mm -hmm. sure you weren't off on money. So. Yep. Our bookkeeper has to put it in our whatever she's using. Like I don't know if she's using sort of keeper or clicking or something like that. So she takes the checks and puts them in so that you get your end of yep. year statement for tax purposes. All right. Well, we'll come up with something like that. Um, do you have any updates, Luke, on the EIN? You know what? I didn't, 
I okay. didn't, I didn't I, get to it. I totally. That's okay. Every time I, I, I turned around to try to go online and look for it, it was like, oh, somebody else came in or interrupted sure. me. It's it's immediate. Once I, you apply for it, you have it. Exactly. So I, I will do that. Yeah. I will look and, at it tomorrow. And um, I know it's immediate, and it failed every single time I tried. So <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping it was just five hundred one c three. No, I'm, we're no. just getting an EIN number. Just a, just an EIN number, employer identification number, so that we can get a bank, so we can open up a bank. With account. the IRS. Or the state with the IRS. Now, the EIN is an IRS. You can get an LLC or a not-for-profit or whatever, also from the state without even talking to the IRS and get a. You have to have an EIN from the IRS. You have to have an EIN in order for the bank. You can have a UBI for a bank. They still want an EIN. They do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're actually trying to keep it as simple as possible, um, and. And that's why we weren't even going down the nonprofit 501c3 route. Just, just like, because you can you can apply for an EIN for a church for banking purposes, and that's and that's like it. Just watch well, it. I have a, not a tax exempt, but a not for profit. Uh -huh. We just set it up. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, does anybody else have anything to add on to the tithing? Does yeah, that give the state, the government, any power over the recipient of that? Nope. Oh, one thing. Luke was talking about electronic setup at Christchurch in Moscow, uh, Canon Press there. They had the most simple system ever. I could say I'm behind the times here with the, jeez, uh, what is it, the book you're reading? Standing on the Promises. Yes, yeah, right. To order one from them. Uh, and I also got some hymnals while I was there. And I almost didn't have to enter anything. Hmm. I mean, it just. Right. Out of one account from the nurse. Wow. So whatever software they have at Christchurch, let's, let's copy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what hymnals did, yeah. like yeah. did you get? What hymnals did you get? Really yeah. cool, right? <laughs> did they have them? Yeah. yeah. When? What they have are the piano <laughs> versions, the spiral yeah. bound. Oh. Those you can get the yeah. others that are out of. I was going to say, they've been out for like, I don't know how long. I, yeah, I went on to the, to the wonderful world of eBay it's, it's and I got an old one. Yeah, exactly. Like a really was, old one. I was actually going to see if I could get uh, Talk Hatch into getting new ones and giving us his old ones. <laughs> Did you, uh, Smart. I don't know if you've, checked, uh, if you've checked Amazon or eBay lately, but like the lowest price is about 100 bucks. For uh, one juice? One juice. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, like you got one. so we're gonna we're, we're gonna move on to budgeting. This is a five minute video and it's super simple. Um, and so don't don't. It's like um, and it you won't you won't hear anything that's like revolutionary, but it's just a good good uh, uh, thing to for us to start on as we talk about this. to take over in that area and so we try to understand and use their terminology accountant ease let me show you how to do this no matter how the size of the church so people can understand and figure out what's going on what we do first of all as we look at uh, evangelism and missions 
Wow, we're gonna really zoom in on the back. <laughs> so this year was too calling money matters. Money matters. The next area is personnel. There are only three areas in this. I'm sorry, four areas. Ministries and facilities. And in most cases, just about everything in a budget will go under one of those four. Now, I always ask a church for the copy of their budget. And uh, the last one, I think they had 15 or 16 different categories like this. And you talk about being almost impossible to read and make sense out of it. It would just, you do a brain freeze on trying to do that. It's almost impossible. And really, you can boil them all down into these four areas. And it makes it a lot simpler. Now, um, let me go ahead and explain these. We would say that 10% of the budget should go here, 50% here. And in reality, this goes anywhere from 40 to 60%. And a smaller church, uh, there's going to be more money set aside for salaries, a pastor's salary. In a larger church, it's going to be less. So, but 50%, 10%, 20%, and 20%. And if you add this up, what do you come up with? 100. <laughs> so it's self-contained. You follow me? Now, what I mean by that is if you start playing with this thing, well, an example here would be one church I worked with in New Jersey. And this church was very, very, it had some older folks, and that may or may not mean something, but to a lot of older folks, they're really so sold out for missions, international missions. And so they, they were giving a lot to missions. And when we looked at it, they were quite proud, and they said 23, I believe, yeah, 23% of our budget is going to missions. And they even had a missions pastor, and they were excited about that. And I said, oh, because I was doing this with them. Now, if this is the case, then they are 13% above that. This is a self-contained unit. That's going to have to come from one of these other categories. Now, in this church, guess where it was coming from? Personnel. They were down to 30 to 40% here. So what do you think about the salaries in this church? Were you, was, was I surprised when I heard that they had a staff morale issue going on? They couldn't see it until I called their attention to it. It got real quiet all of a sudden. One of our grads was up there, he was a youth pastor, and he said the guy down the street's getting $10,000 or more a month than I am. And I could have slapped him and said, get your eyes off that manna. But he's got a family to support. See? Now, that's why this thing is so. <laughs> it might have been for years. Yeah, well, I, think, I think he made a boo-boo there. He's Now, my recommendation to him, how might we correct this? We're going to take this 23%, we're going to fire some of our missionaries, and we're going to get this thing corrected. No. What I would do is I would narrow this back to 10%, but that additional 13%. I would do a capital campaign and raise that money. So we're not cutting any missionaries. We're still taking care of them. We're just not taking it out of over here. And we're not taking it out over here. We're raising it in addition 
See, normally your offering, the basic offering goes to these areas. So we take up the special offering or even do a capital campaign to make up for this 13%. Nothing wrong with supporting missionaries, but let's just get apples and apples and oranges and with oranges. You're following what I'm doing here. So this is the guy. And so when I, what I do is I go in and I get a copy of their budget and then I go through and they're usually a mess, but I look at each category and I, and I fit it into one of these and then I look at the money there and then I figure out what the percentage is and then I will show that to them when I go through it. I'll show them this is this is the ideal, and then I'll show them this is what you're doing in these areas. Okay, that's it. So nothing groundbreaking there, just but I, I like the simplicity of it. And when we look at our budgeting, uh, initially we're not going to have that many bills to pay. We're going to have to pay the preacher, whoever's preaching, um, and we're going to have to pay for the facility. And there'll be some other things, you know, community supplies and those kinds of things, but there's there's not going to be a ton right out of the gate, not a ton of expenses right out of the gate. And so I the, the consistent advice I've gotten on budgeting is to right away, as soon as you can, put as much towards the war chest or a pastor as you possibly can. So try to try to you know cut back in as many areas as you can, you know, keep keep costs low in as many areas as you can while you really put together that um, that chest for the for the pastor. But um, I I liked the simplicity of a budget like that. And what did you guys think of the of the numbers, the 10% for missions, 50% personnel, and 20 and 20 for ministries and facilities? The percentage of 10% for facilities, I'm not sure if that's good or bad, but how can you declare 10% when you don't know what it's gonna cost yet? Sure. I don't know what any of this means. What does it mean to say, Spend twenty percent of your money on, let's say, ministry. Sure. Facilities I can understand, but ministry. What are we doing? Are we hiring pastors or something, there, or are we paying for trips to go somewhere, or what? Well, there's 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 community outreach. Um, there's uh, a music ministry usually. So community outreach. What community outreach is? where you may like uh, we have a massive amount of building going on next to our church in Winlock. About once every six weeks or so, we we go out and we get we make a welcome basket, and we oh. go out. So that costs money. Yeah. So I mean, we're not talking about extra, you know, just off the hook things, but 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 it does cost money, and you wanna you wanna incorporate that, and in, you know, because people want to know that they're contributing to to outreach and those types of things. Sure. You know, other other things where maybe if you if you wanna have your kids. I think Tyler works with um, uh, pre-college kids in their church, so maybe they need some curriculum or something like that. Yeah. That would fall under ministry. So there's a lot of good program for this. Uh, I've never seen a Reformed church that had a fun. Hmm. I like that's the only place I could ever learn to memorize a Bible. Yeah, we we have a one at ours, but we're not Reformed. Yeah. We're yeah. So it's really uh, something we could do, right? The, uh, uh, one of the things that the uh, Bible Presbyterian Church up in Olympia that we're attending right now is doing is they have a youth summer camp, um, and it's $280 per person to go. But the church will pay $130 of your ticket if you memorize this, the, all these verses, and they give you a big long list of verses to memorize. So, but, but I mean, that obviously is just cold hard cash, right? Is that over in Brooklyn where you go? Uh, the, no, it's, um, it's off of uh, Exit 108. Um, it's Bible Christian Church, Olympia Bible Christian Church. 
You were going to say something. Oh, I was going to say, I know also some churches make it a point to have like a stock of non-perishable food items mm. for like if a family's, you know, yep. needing some help with yeah. that. Um, or even just having money set aside that should a family in the church like, you know, let's say that Luke falls and busts his leg and can't work for a month. Like, yeah. you know, it's kind of nice to be able to be one month. I think our our budget's going to have two things on it. It's going to have personnel and facilities, initially at least. Mm-hmm. Because, we're, you know, we're as a fledgling church, we're not going to, like, start off by supporting missionaries mm-hmm. in, in you know, um, Peru or something. Timbuktu. Yeah. Yeah, our, I'm not, our prime importance is going to be to find a pastor. Yeah, our mm-hmm. prime importance is to find a pastor. We're getting critical mass. We're trying to get to the point mm-hmm. where we can be self-sustaining so that we can give from the abundance, you know. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So, anyways, that, uh, right now, we've got the Forge Perry Grange that we're going to, at least for the next three to six months, be worshiping at. Um, Forge Perry Grange, if you don't know where that is, it's over by Lincoln Creek Lumber. Um, Luke has put down about four months or four weeks worth of rent, I think, on it. Um, and our first Sunday there, not our Lord's, not our first Lord's Day, but our first Sunday there is going to be the 16th. So that's the that's the Sunday. It's not this coming Sunday, but the next Sunday. Oh. And that's a week from this Sunday. That's a week from this Sunday, exactly. And and so we're going to do our evening fellowship night there, mm-hmm. and we're going to do the evening fellowship night there so that come the twenty third, um, we hopefully will have some of the kinks worked out from the from the new from the new location uh, figured out. Um, uh, just today, Pastor Hatcher said that he confirmed the May twenty third with the with their session with us uh, launching on May twenty third. And so there's, there's lots of things to, to figure out prior to that 23rd. Um, in, in terms of the tithing, um, if we, what we're doing right now, if you want to tithe to Christ Covenant Church, you send a check up to Trinity Church with the memo saying Christ Covenant Church. Um, and they, they take care of it, and they're just going to hang on to it and, and until we get our own bank account set up, then they'll, then they'll essentially give it to us. Um, do, who do we have preaching this first Sunday since that's just a few weeks now? Yeah, exactly. So what we're going to do is each one of you guys are probably going to get an email from Hatch regarding me being an elder. And so you can be as honest as um, you'd like with him on that. Um, exactly. Um, so one of the things he's tasked me with is getting a pulpit supply uh, schedule set up for the next two months. So on the 23rd, Hatch is going to preach because he'll be there. The next Sunday, it's pretty likely that I will be preaching on that Sunday. The next Sunday after that, and subsequent Sundays, I don't have that schedule figured out yet. Les is willing to preach uh, up to once a month, or he even offered to do more than that, but it's a lot of work to preach, as you as you all yeah. know. So, so um, I'm planning on, until we get a pastor, preaching once a month, um, or at least ballparking it around then. Trinity has um, said that they will offer preaching once a month. Um, there's a guy that I go to church with who's an elder at the Bible Presbyterian Church. He's agreed to preach once every like eight weeks. So we're gonna get a we're gonna get a list of of preachers set up and so people will kind of know a little bit what to expect. It's, we're not gonna have a lot of continuity between weeks because <laughs> people are gonna be able, are gonna preach on what they're gonna preach on. And typically our Trinity volunteer is gonna be Tyler, is that right? It's probably gonna be Tyler. So our like our main rotation is probably gonna be like Joe, Tyler, Lord willing less. And, and, and then there's 
Uh, Reformation Covenant down in Oregon City. I have not got them. I haven't gotten anything from them yet, but I've, I'm going to give them a call this week and see if I would love for they've got a lot of elders. I would love for them to cover up once a month too. That'd be awesome. How, how close is there? How close is there? I mean, I'm imagining we're kind of pulling our liturgy from their liturgy. So they're going to be familiar with yeah order of service yes. and stuff like that. Yep. Just for both of them, they will. But it's likely um, it's likely that because there's some diff- there's enough differences that um, they'll either they'll either look through the liturgy and just run it for us, or whoever's whoever is elder, whether it's me or if uh, I know Luke's pursuing that as well, will also be be running the liturgy as well. Okay. And they may be just there. They'll fill the gotcha. So they so basically we have somebody acting in a ministerial yeah. role until the yep. point of preaching and then yep. they come up and yeah. Ron, what were you saying? Uh, two questions. Are we going to give an honorarium? Who will get the honorarium? Yes. So Hatch was very adamant that people needed to get an honorarium or what do you mean? to get paid to preach. Oh. Um, he said what generally the preachers up there in Seattle get is like three hundred bucks a sermon. Um, I was thinking because our rent is going to be 250 bucks, we could have our honorarium be 250 bucks and make our, but you know, make 500 bucks a week. Basically, as our initial budget is 500 bucks a week. Um, so yes, that would be. Uh, I would. I would like to see that. He was adamant that whether it's me or Les or Luke or whoever's preaching, we need to take the honorarium. I'm going to talk with him about that. I would feel far more comfortable personally as we get started not taking an honorarium initially. What Harrison Square does is any ordained pastor who comes for as a, uh, to preach gets the honorarium. We've had two uh, just lately um, non-pastors preach. Yeah. Excellent preaching, I might say, for some of the best preaching. Right. Uh, they did not, did not get an honorarium. Sorry, Les. <laughs> I, I, you know, I understand the yeah. Hatch's point of demonstrating viability as a church that we we are, we we are self-sustaining and all that. But yeah. you know, um, you know, I have already talked to you. Yeah. So I I would, would be more comfortable to not receive sure. it, honestly, because I just I owe you guys so much as it is. But uh, and I've talked to my pastor. I've told him what what yeah. what. It's kind of on the horizon in the short term and all that. So, what, anyway. oh, we got ten of us here. Yeah, it's thirty bucks ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened with that young man from? Uh, was that yours? Yeah, Peter. Yeah. Peter. So, Peter. Peter is still out there. He's, um, to my knowledge, no one's snatched him up. But um, I will check in with him again, just, just to, just to see how things are going and let him know what's going on with us. It was July, right? Though that he it was would July. Know, July was when we know more definitively right. what his yeah. situation was going to be. He's kind of he's 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 tied up until July. Gotcha. So um, no, and, and I'm with you. And you know, um, Paul Paul's very clear that you cannot muzzle the ox while he's treading the grain. Um, and and so I I feel completely good if I'm preaching that I would, just because of the newness of everything and the fledgling status, I would rather have it be like, I'm preaching, yes, but it's not for any type of monetary, there's no monetary gain to it. But I understand it's it's valuing the preaching. And so we don't want people to come and give up their time or give their whole, their whole day or a weekend or whatever and not show them that this is valuable and we value what you're doing. So. You know, you're, you're, free to, you're free to also take the, you know, 
take that and then give it right back. Is, that's absolutely. I true. mean, right. that's a, that's essentially when I was leading worship up at Hope. Yep. I get it and go. Yep. There you go. We're making right. a living doing so, other things. Right. Yeah. Us. Mm -hmm. right. I think right. our policies should be to pay whoever we call to preach on a given Sunday. I agree. If they return it, yeah, that's up to them. You good with that, Les? Because yeah. you, 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 like you could offer it back out. Just yeah. in a county. It's like hard off. Preach. That's a good drive. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just what? even gas money. Right. That's a, that's a good trade. Yeah, so, really? 300 bucks? I said, yeah. pull out 30 bucks. Yeah. Right. So, um, as far as, I asked I asked Dave what his criteria was for preaching, you know, because some churches you have to be ordained to preach. And his, his criteria was you have to be a good preacher. Mm -hmm. His criteria was that you, because, I mean, the non-ordained ones are the good preachers, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the, you were C that the ones who had not graduated from seminary yet would be exhorting. Yeah. Okay. As opposed to preaching. preaching the okay. Bible sermon. Yeah. Yeah. And those kind so of semantics, sort of they matter. They, they definitely matter. Um, but the honorarium, yes, needs to be initially right at a part of our budget. Right, we need to be expecting 500 bucks a week. And then additional, I, I don't know, what, else, what other expenses should we be expecting that would be significant? So obviously you've got you know, grape juice and wine and, and bread and communion cups, and we'll have to buy hymnals at some point. Are you going with grape juice instead of wine? We're going to do both. Oh, okay. So we'll have, we'll have a... I'm going to volunteer to bring the wine. Yeah. No, no, and that would be great. And so we'll, we'll have to get some communion trays. What's, yeah. We'll have to get yeah, some... What do you guys like? Yeah, is good. I like Cabs. Is this Arbor Mist? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Cheap. <laughs> Have you considered Jaegermeister? Jaeger okay, oh, yes, good. Yeah. The oh. They are, but the, but the Grange requires us to carry a million dollars with a liability as well. Um, There's all kinds of issues like child abuse. Um, pastors who get out of line. Yep. And you've got to be able to cover that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. That's a function of insurance. Just throw them out on the net. No, you're you're absolutely right. I don't have a good I, I don't have a good handle on that other than um, I I think that the Mount Capra insurance policy that we carry, we can add this church on as a writer. Um, at least until you know we can get our own. Um, is is that kind of the way you were understanding the loop when we were talking about it? Yeah. I, I think initially that when, when we started meeting at um, the church, or excuse me, at the Christian school, um, the, the Christian school required us to have insurance, and so I called up uh, Trevor, or maybe it was Emily, I can't remember, but I called up Trevor, said, "Hey, can you add Christian school as a part of this?" And he said, "Yeah," and, and there was actually no additional charge at all for the Mount Capital policy for us to do that. Um, that's what I was going to do until Christ Covenant Church can. Can budget that in and pay for it themselves. So that, yeah. that, that's good. Yeah, and I, I think at a minimum, as long as we can satisfy the liability yeah. requirement for the Grange, yeah. I think that's fine for yeah. right now mm -hmm. as we're so close and, yeah. and starting all this. Um, I think we need to just be looking at that as we move along. Right. It's mm -hmm. going to be one of those, you know, constant like, weekly whatever monthly meeting things where right. we're saying oh well don't forget we need to do this and okay we need to keep in mind you know when yeah. can we budget for these things yeah yep. it's kind of a continuing conversation I think what, what all is included in the, the weekly rental for the mm -hmm. yes okay so we get the whole the, the whole day so if we want to do stuff in the evening we can do stuff in the evening 
we'll get the the it's a nice big kitchen nice big dining room big chairs will will fit will fit in there beautifully with with lots of room for growth mm -hmm. we won't we won't be swimming it won't be like we're tiny in there but there'll be plenty of room for growth um, we get a locked room that we can keep things like the pulpit we can keep things like the hymnals once we get hymnals down there we can keep all of the stuff that needs to stay down there but we don't want other people using throughout the week we can keep that down there um, and I don't know if you picked up on this but from Shavana but she seemed like hey if you guys ever need it during the week you know you know we'll yeah, they're, they're thrilled to have. Yeah, they're pretty happy that we're. Uh, okay. that we're, that we're <laughs> They've described some of the baby showers and uh, different like. Uh, some sort of uh, some sort of Hispanic celebrations yeah. of manhood, or okay. I don't know. No, no, it's when a girl turns sixteen. Quinceanera. That's when a girl. Yeah, there you go. What's it called? She said quinceanera. She said those things go. Yeah, <laughs> she said it gets pretty uh, wild. Are there any cleaning fees? Yeah, or? custodial or anything. Oh, we will have, have to clean. We just have to clean it up ourselves. Yeah, so we'll have to have a setup crew and a teardown crew, and we'll have to make sure that it it looks. Off great, we have to sweep it out, clean the kitchen, everything has to be spotless. Yeah, right. it, it, we're, the trash bag. but they'll supply the latri the latrines, the bathroom, bathroom, well, no soap and all towels. We, yeah. we we do actually need to have some of our own supplies. For okay. It. So whether it's toilet paper, but it's like okay, a Costco case of toilet paper is going to last us like half the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and we throw it in the locked room, yeah. and we just when, okay. when when we need to re restock, we go in there. Yeah. Um, this is a really important question. What time should church be? Uh, it's important because it everybody's it, everybody's got an opinion. Seven thirty. Seven thirty. All right. Sunrise. Six. That's right. Mass. Judging by Kirby's response there, I think he might be the same kind of person that I am. Well, <laughs> what's that? Not a morning person. Not a morning person. <laughs> so night owl. It's a hard life. Yeah, well, <laughs> kids. Seven thirty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. I have a ten. We're in the same boat, my friend. Yeah. Right, last few places we've attended. Pretty doable for Travis. Mm -hmm. if, if we go too much later, then our kids start to need a nap. Cow, cow, especially. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. So, Luke and I were thinking 9:30 to 10. So 9:30 or 10, one, one of the two. I like 9:30 personally. 9:30. 9:30. Yep. Yeah, I like 9:30. Now on that preaching that three hundred dollars, if I had a five or ten minute yeah. sermon, would I? <laughs> <laughs> how, how long does the exhortation have to actually be? There's a sweet spot because if you go too long, then it starts going back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Diminishing returns yeah. on the number of words. Yeah. All right. So nine o'clock. Or sorry, nine thirty. Nine thirty. Nine thirty. Submit your sermon to get it okay before. Yeah. Um, setup crew, teardown crew. Um, some of that we can figure out on the 16th when we get there, so we can kind of figure out what needs to happen for setup, what needs to happen for teardown and cleanup and whatnot. Um, some of these things uh, Alan sent me um, just because he couldn't be here with us, so he can, he was uh, almost all these were his. Uh, community supplies and setup. Um, we're working. Elizabeth's working on a, a gluten-free bread recipe. That actually tastes like bread. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty amazing, actually. So uh, we thought we would go with gluten-free bread, just so nobody has to feel like, okay, I can't, I can't partake, because everybody's, you know, everybody's against. So we have low carb. Yeah, we don't have. Yeah, I'm one of those. Yeah. Um, right. Um, I'll probably pick up a couple of a couple of trays for com for the communion. 
Uh, I think each one holds four. Did you, Les, do you guys pass the plate? With, uh, no, we actually have people come up to the front okay. and yeah, take the element. Okay. Right now they're they're self-contained. Oh, right, wafer right, right, right. and a yep. thing in one. Because okay. of, yeah, of the cold. Yeah, 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 you better you got thread a needle. So yeah, with yeah. communion. Yeah. Um, are we gonna have people guarding it? Like like asking. Okay. Are you? Oh no 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 no. Yeah, great great question. Um, there'll be an exhortation every week for communion, basically explaining what it is. Communion is one of those things that oftentimes people never ex explain it, and so the church ends up with all kinds of different ideas as to what it is, and, and that's kind of, uh, I mean, that's a really dangerous spot to be. So there's going to be, generally, I would think what I would like to see is an exhortation for at least communion in general, or two short exhortations on the bread and the wine. Um, I'm, I'm kind of good either way. I'm, I'm going to kind of copy the way um, Trinity does that. Um, but the, the requirements to come to the table are baptized. You've got to be baptized. And you can't be under discipline of the local church. That's it. But no one's guarding it. So if you take the blood, the blood in the body uh, unworthily, you mean, meaning that you're either, you know, either not baptized or you are, you, it's more, more important, more sinfully would be if you've been excommunicated and yet you're there partaking that's that's on you <laughs> that is nobody's here going to say oh you know stopping you from eating but we're going to teach that this is for those who have been claimed by christ and we we visibly know those who've been claimed by christ via baptism now baptism doesn't show someone's heart and so what we're not saying is that to take communion means that um that you have to make sure that you're a Christian. You know, we're assuming that if you are coming to the table and you want Jesus, Jesus is not going to say no to you. You, you belong to him, and so he's going to feed you. Uh, it's not, we're going to probably de-emphasize some of the intellectual aspects of communion, but not de-emphasize them like they don't matter, but just emphasize the, 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 the baptism brings you into union with Christ, and the Lord's table is our communion with Christ, our weekly, uh, our weekly union with Christ. And so, so, but no one's guarding the table from that standpoint. Okay. Are we going to do like a confession before just people? You know, just like so, the confession happens at the beginning. So okay. Yeah. And, yep. And so, that, so yeah, that's that's a good reason. That's one of the reasons why you shouldn't navel gaze. You know, just be doing communion and just thinking about how awful you are. It's because you've already taken care of it. The the confession happened at the beginning. And so now you get to eat with your head up, looking around at the body of believers that are around you, partaking the, 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 the body of Christ because you're bread. You're part of that loaf and you're eating that loaf. And you are partaking this blood of the new covenant and you're doing so with joy because it's a, it's, it's a symbolic feast. And, and so those are the kinds of things that we're going to want to emphasize. But really, the only, the only fencing of the table is, is that if you've been excommunicated, you're not allowed. And in that you need to be baptized. Now, on the baptism, that is number five. Um, one of the things that uh, we talked about um, with Hatch was the necessity of having the baptism very available for people who need it. So people are going to secure that, that requirement of being baptized before you come to the Lord's table. And they're going to they're gonna say, wait, I haven't been baptized. Why can't I take the Lord's Supper? And the response will be, well, let's get you baptized. The response is not, let's argue about, the response is not to argue about whether or not baptism should precede the Lord's Supper. The response is, if you should be baptized, let's get you baptized. 
And for those who have a, 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 um, an immersion conviction, you know, the mode is an immersion conviction, we'll have to, there'll have to be a little bit of planning to make sure that we have the, the font, you know, a, a baptismal setup, whether it's a, you know, a feed trough or whatever it might be. Yeah, exactly, whatever it might be, whether it's, whether it's going down to the, to the Schaefer Park or whatever it might be. Um, but if, you're, if your conviction is not that you need to be fully immersed, then the baptism could happen that day. What's the conviction of, what is like your conviction? My, my conviction is not that you need to be immersed. I was immersed as a kid and I think it was a totally legitimate baptism. Um, none of my kids have been immersed, um, but like Ruthie will be baptized on our first mm -hmm. Lord's Day, and she will not be immersed. <laughs> uh, although some people have that have that conviction, and, and so you see with sprinkling. Yeah, we do pour. We we uh, we do kind of pouring. Yeah. Uh, what about other people? Conviction conviction wise. Immersion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm so anti-Roman Catholic. That's I dig immersion myself. But. David Chilton has a very good. Lecture on that. I don't know if we have time to. <laughs> we, we, wa we watched the first one of his. Oh, you did? Yep. And there's a second one that we still watched. Was it, was it you, Les, that was talking about soldiers in Iraq doing baptisms in, in the body bags? Yeah. Because there was nothing else available. Yeah. Right. Like, I think the symbology of the fact that you're acknowledging in front of a group, you know, that, that baptism. The death and burial? Yeah, the death sure. and burial. Oh, yeah. You can get a body bag. Yeah. You have access? There's there's some real death. How how used are they? Symbolic nature of that. This one is a you know, I just I think I think the symbology is the symbolism is what's important. So I think you know, sprinkling pouring, whatever. Yeah. The in in regardless of your mode, your conviction mode, Hatcher will is happy to because he's a Reformed Baptist. He's an ex-Reformed Baptist, so so he's very very understanding of, of Baptist Baptist convictions. He understands them, um, and so if if anybody wants, if they have like kids or they haven't been baptized themselves, that first Sunday would be awesome. But because if your if your conviction is immersion, then we have to figure that out to make sure that it's ready to go um, at the Grange. Um, and so you don't have to talk to me about it right now, but especially. Uh, parents that have older kids, um, you know, think about it, and uh, all Hatch needs is their full name, and then their conviction as to, because if you're, let's just say, for example, you've got a four-year-old, and you want them baptized, and you've got the Credo Baptist conviction, so he's going to baptize them off of their profession of faith, not off of yours, whereas if, let's just say, I came to the, I came, came to a covenant baptism uh, conviction, he would baptize all of my kids, none of my kids were baptized, he would baptize all of them, based off of my profession of faith, basic, based off of the promises of God. And so he'll need to know when he does these baptisms or later on when, when we do more baptisms. They don't have to be on the first Sunday. Um, he'll just need to know what, where people's convictions are on that because CREC is open to both. We're open, and not a little bit, it's like wide open to both. So it'll just be everyone walking up to the table to take communion? Uh, no, we'll pass it. Okay. We'll pass it around, there'll be a tray of, um, of of wine and grape juice. Well, I'm actually, I'll probably try and figure out prior to the Lord's Day, our first Lord's Day, about how many wine and about how many grape juice I'm going to need so that we don't over, you know, over, over uh, stock it one way or the other. Because um, I don't want anybody to, to feel like, like, oh, I can't take wine. You know, that, that, that's, I've got a conviction against wine. Or my, mine's the opposite. Like, I have a conviction that it should be wine. And so we want to make sure that this people, 
in, in visually, there's no distinction. There's no distinction at all. It's, it's not like we're pulling, you know, it's like, oh, you've got the clear stuff and you've got the red stuff. It's, it's all one cup and, and, uh, and that's, that'll be how that, that works. But, hey, a little, um, a little something about baptism. Sure. And I've told you this before, so you've already heard it, but when I was over um, picking Jamaica, she's our second oldest daughter up in Austria, we were going, or I went with her to an international church and uh, they had a baptism and it was in the Danube and it was a little chilly, like maybe today, it wasn't winter, yeah. but there was um, many different languages there speaking and um, this one family had just become Christians and they were from Iraq and um, so they, they, and they all got baptized that day and they hadn't been Christians that long and he strips down to his underwear, because he's the first one. He gets in, uh, and the pastor's with him. And he says, this is a great step for us. We're excited. But if my family finds out, we'll be killed. Wow. And he was, he was serious wow. that they'd be, they'd be, he did say shot. He just said that would, this will not get passed. And so in that case, I bring that up just because... Um, it's different for us. It's still the same thing and has the same meaning, but there you're really uh, doing that. You know, I have decided to follow Jesus in a public way. And so, that, you know, whether you get poured or sprinkled mm -hmm. or dunked or whatever there, it is, a, it is an important mm -hmm. step. Highly public, and it's yeah. when Luke, I, I know I've told you this before, but when Luke had, he, he got all his boys baptized on the same day, but um, his two Haiti boys, on that day that they were baptized, he gave them a new name. And my, my wife and I, before the baptism, we were like, you know what would be so cool is if they gave Ricky and Ricardo a new name, or not Ricky, um, Ricky Ricardo. It was Brian, it was Brian and Ricardo. Brian and Ricardo, I've already forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, idea, the idea is that However, you however your mode conviction is, the old life is gone, the new life has come, and publicly, everybody knows it. Everybody sees that you are not the person you were before, and it's it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Beautiful thing. I don't know about Ruthie though. Her and I had quite a discussion about election on <laughs> yes, Sunday. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <Or we're good>. <laughs> <laughs> um, other details. Number six there is just, obviously there's gonna be some things we miss, but um, anything else that we feel like we're not, we're not covering? So the 16th is the evening. Six, yep, yeah, so 16th will be our first time at the Grange. And I'll, I'll put this up on the website. And I, by the way, um, Dean was very helpful and in, in, um, just encouraged me to get more information up on the website as to who we are. And so, once again, I'm kind of copying what Trinity Church has done with their website, just based, you know, kind of emphasizing what they emphasize. And I don't have it all filled out yet, but, but I'm, I'm, uh, I've got like our bylaws up there, so if people want to see what the bylaws are, they can download those. And do they say Christ Covenant on them? They now do instead of Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> they say Christ Covenant on them. There's a, there's actually a few, a couple things that need to be fixed on it, but, um, but anyways, that's that's where the calendar is. I'm trying to keep that calendar fairly current. Um, but I'll put I'll put it up there. So May sixteenth uh, at our normal six thirty time, we'll be at the Ford's Prairie Grange, um, and uh, it's it's really if you haven't ever been over there, it's, it's a great spot because there's a ton of there's a huge 
backyard for kids to run around in, mm -hmm. and there's no big toy, but it's... So if you're going to Plumber Lumber on Harrison, or no, no, Palmer, no, Lake and Creek, Creek. Yep. turn right, left, turn right, right. Yep. turn right. On Reynolds. It's on Reynolds? It's on Reynolds. Yeah. Yep. And then there's a school right there, the first thing. Um, and then it's, the, it's the first building after the school. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's right okay. there. Is it that way? Elizabeth said when she grew because she grew up right like maybe half a mile from there. That's where they would vote back when back when we knew how to vote. <laughs> and then you just send you a when they missed Dallas. That's right. Um, yeah, but yeah, this six uh, not not this Sunday, but the following Sunday will be our first our first uh, one thing Jill and I mentioned to the, the people at the Grange is there's a, so there's a gal that has been running things. She's actually, they're going to be leaving in July, probably for Florida, like to Florida. So she was our initial contact and her husband, that was her husband. Um, oh, Peter? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're both leaving. Okay. So Shivana is the one who's going to yeah. be taking over. Right. Anyway, so um, we mentioned to them, things are a little bit. You know they haven't been using it a lot there are going to be some scheduled conflicts yes. that we have to work around because they have they've had people calling to try to book it and they have had a few things that they've booked all the way out into like november december already before we commit yeah. so there'll be just a couple things that we have to work around with with that but also um if they don't get like the backyard cut and some yeah. things spruced up we want to have just a little bit of a cleanup a little spruce up there just with some lawnmowers and some hedge trimmers yeah, and some weed pulling pull my mower over just before, right. at least before the 23rd, if it's not yeah. done before then. Right. And they, got a weed yeah, <laughs> so it wouldn't, it wouldn't take a lot. It's yeah. just something that we for sure wanted to maybe get on people's radar too, right. in case we need to do that before our first Sunday. Yeah, I think we'll be, I think we have the potential of being a, an enormous blessing for the Grange because, I mean, you hear the stories of the people they're renting to and it just sounds, like, it just sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I'll say the only time I've been in there was for a funeral. So well, this oh, could be yeah. a different experience. <laughs> right. Yeah, and they're hurt. She admitted that, you know, the, the COVID, obviously, oh. event centers and stuff like that, you know, that's the biggest thing for them is scheduling yeah. events as far as yeah. income goes. And they're hurting bad. So yeah. they're, yeah, they're very appreciative of the fact that we're willing to commit for a while and yeah. they could have regular income and not be relying on these party events or whatever. Yeah. And, and I think in that, they're also willing to like, oh, yeah, you want to use it an extra day? Yeah, sure, just go ahead. Yeah. You know, or I don't right. think they're going to gouge us when it comes to maybe using yeah. the facility a little more if we need it. The, the, oh. only, the only scheduling conflict that we know that's coming up right after we launch is going to be June 6th. Yeah. And so June 6th is the, it's like the third Sunday after we start, after the 23rd. And they've got a week-long estate sale that is supposedly going to spill over into Sunday. She said there's a chance it might not, but right now I'm I'm we need to find an alternative location for that one Sunday. That's the only Sunday up until like November, I think. Well, the weather should be nice enough by that time that we might be able to meet at a park somewhere. So. Yeah, true. That'd be cool. That's true too. We might not need to rent another place. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll go buy a place on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone go on Saturday and just buy the rest of the estate sale so they can yeah, That's right. a good idea. <laughs> I'll, I'll go by and look at it. Yeah. I don't mind mowing the place and yeah. stuff. I'm yeah. retired. Yeah, she she you said that they, busy, they, but I'm retired. She said that they have a um, a company that does the landscaping 
that they have not seen since January. Oh. <laughs> and she said that uh, it's the, it's one of those places that you have to call like 20 times before they finally come out. So I think they're looking for a new new place to do that. But we that's what why, that's why we said, hey, we're happy to pull weeds and and mow yeah. to, to make the make I mean, place look good. Can we earn perhaps, and rather than having to pay? Just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it really is not in bad shape though. It's just it needs to be mowed. There's yeah, some... I mean. Take off a hundred bucks for yes, yeah, yeah. done. Hey, you know. I'll work it more. They also have a reader board, so we'll, we should get a get the name up on the reader board with the title. Right so sweet. Yeah. Um, also, I'll be looking at putting together. Oh, this is. I'm glad I brought this up or thought of this because uh, it's not on my list. Um, we would. I put together a little ad hoc kind of logo thing layout, and Andrew, you and I kind of kicked the tires on an idea that you had. Um, I am not at all married to that to that kind of brand for lack of a better word. Um, but I would love to like get a sandwich board that we could stick out in front of the Grange so people know where we're meeting mm -hmm. and they, they know that it's gonna happen there. But as we move forward, it'd be nice if we're going to change the brand, if we're gonna change the way that it looks basically, um, it'd be nice to do that sooner than later if people are you know, really wanting us to. So we don't really have to talk about that right now, but, but if you're interested in the look of the, the branding of it, Talk to me about it, and and we can definitely. Quite a few months ago, right? Yeah. You guys can you guys email out like ideas that you have? Yeah. yeah. You you got your idea there. Yeah, I really kind of I I really like the idea of having the five solas kind of mm -hmm. fit into the actual logo itself, and so there was yeah. a way that that was actually done on on the on the cross there, um, yeah. and also the. Um, Visually, I visually I kind of have always really liked the Trinity knot, and given mm -hmm. our Trinitarian yep. persuasion, I thought you know an integration yeah. of that into it. So I had kind of a I had a real rough sketch that I had sent to Joe of what that could yeah what that could look like there. Um, and I don't know, you could forward it to sure. you could forward my you can forward my rough sketch. Put it on the website. Push the four mm -hmm. solas, and then people would be going. I wonder which one they don't go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put the 99 pieces? Yeah. 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 It's like, a, yeah, we're a four fifths Calvinist church. Yeah. Uh, emergency procedures. What's that? Emergency procedures. Yes. Do you want to talk about those? Oh. <laughs> emergency. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we talked about just first aid and things like that. Yes. Um, you know, what, what happens if there's. Uh, incident, whether it be medical or mm -hmm. security or Oh, we got Spencer. Spencer, you can never miss church. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, oh, okay. but you've got, you got training in that as well, in the emergency response, right? Training, yeah. yeah. Are you like, asking for like CPR certification? Or I mean, are we what? talking like calling 911? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not that far. From, We're close uh, to Providence. Right? I mean, it's like not even a half mile. Yeah, well, we, be there when we split. What someone, would you? Yeah, what would you like to see, Kirby? I mean, because I'm, I'm 100 percent behind behind the idea, but I don't I don't really know the uh, what the details would look like. So if I have a stroke in church, what do you do? Well, we get you out so you don't have sure, service. Down, yeah, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep rolling. <laughs> Move the body. You got a DNR, so you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> Probably good to have you know so just a, a procedural first aid kit. Have some sort of procedures, just kind of kids. standards. Do we or know does this yeah. facility have an AED on site? No, I don't think so. I didn't see anything. Well, you'd think sorry, they would, guys. being a grain. I thought they would be like code. That's why I kind of wondered if it's code. <laughs> it's now. I don't know if it's or not. But. 
You guys missed what Luke said. He said you kind of would expect them to be having it be a Grange. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone's you know seventy plus who goes there anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being seventy. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, think of a few things. Okay, so <laughs> for, so first aid, um, training in CPR. What else? What else do you think, Kirby? Uh, physical security. Yeah. But, and then also just like uh, it's probably not a location that would deal with it too much, but you know how do we deal with people that uh, with homeless or, yep. about them or yeah. anyone that is under the influence of anything? Yep. Uh, anyone who's dealing with a traumatic uh, mental event. Right. It's not necessarily an emergency procedure, but I think it would be good to at least talk about that. And yeah. Who, yeah. Who knows to step up when, when that happens? Well, and I, how I, to de-escalate things. Yeah, absolutely. I you know, people that are high and drunk and all that all the time. Yeah, um, but we're not one burned you with both medical and security. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, well, no, I'm just saying, like, I'm used to it. It's like, you I can all care. Yeah, I took that. care of the security. Look, yeah. I got neck well, tattoos. I'll be the security well, guys. Well, well, right? well you know, a lot of people, guns, a lot of people, like, if you get an inebriated person come in, I churched right in downtown Tacoma. I mean, we catered to the indigent and all that. They want to put their cape on and fly in and, and you know post mm. up on the guy or the mm. lady or whoever right off the bat. It's oh, just that's not the way to do it. No. So yes. that's it's definitely worthy of some conversation for the ushers and the people that you're going to right. designate as. Mm -hmm. well, what are we going to say? Is, you have to figure that out. Is, is that an usher not tonight? Is that how you would see it, Kirby? I could see that being a de that's a that's a deacon role for sure, right? right? So yeah. like secure security yep. detail ushers. type thing. Mm -hmm. the ushers deacons or deacons ushers? I would imagine. Well, I don't know that we're going to have any deacons to start yeah. with, so we yeah. just need to come up with some sort of standard operating procedure yeah. about okay, who who are we going to have you know as our our co leaders you know besides right. possibly our one so elder. Look at that paper. I put that in as uh, one of the women's roles. Mm. Uh, Security detail. Right. <laughs> Can you yeah. uh, stand at the door? Yeah. We got Frank on I'm YouTube. I'm seeing my wife when she's angry. <laughs> we got Frank on YouTube going, do what you want to the girl, but leave me alone. Give him a lot. Take my daughter. <laughs> That's an old George Carlin joke, actually. We did have a parking lot at, at URC, which is in Ontario, California, and we have people like that dropping by a lot. So there would be some guy every week is designated on a list that we would be in the parking lot all mm. during the sermon and listening to the sermon on the radio. Mm. So it was carried out. Right. Yeah. I know that Alan does security at uh, Calvary Chapel. And, and from what I get understand, he doesn't really ever get to listen to the sermon. So that's now, although now they do have it piped into the, the front entry. Okay. And so like standing there by the door you can Okay. Start. Got it. I I would just hate for anybody to have to take that role and then miss out on the worship service. And so I, I know at uh, the church we're going to now, there's a guy and it's the same guy every week and he's one of the biggest guys and he just sits by both doors. Because there's kind of like two entrances. Both doors at the same time. But uh, but but I mean that's the security. Nobody's out in the parking lot or anything like that. But but these are these are great suggestions. Just so that particular thing doesn't just kind of go by the wayside. Uh, and maybe Kirby, because you brought it up, would you like to kind of put together like a little like a like a night like this is what would be nice to do, like right on day one? Uh, yeah. I so our schedule. We're probably not going to be here 
I probably won't be here next week if we are meeting, and then we will not be here on the 16th. Okay. But I can be going out, or or at least sure. get people talking about it. Okay. Got it. Cool. And Joe, are you gonna um, for the website? Are you just gonna put the sermon exhortation on, or are you gonna tape the whole service? You know, yeah. I, I like to li- if I'm checking a church out. Sometimes I like to listen to the sermon, but I right. may not want to listen to the yeah. You know everything right. that bookends it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So just, just I just pose that without needing an answer. Fast forward, right? I'm, I'm sorry. I say fast forward. Right. Well, sometimes you don't well, know where I mean, it's marked. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. it can be it can be kind of you know if you're driving or whatever. So anyway, whatever. Right. I'm just I, asking that. I, I think I think one thing that can be really nice is for the church website. Whoever's preaching, they're probably going to either write out their sermon or write out some extensive notes to post those notes either prior to the, to the service or after, and then you can attach the audio specifically for the sermon to that blog post. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would probably work initially and then continue to kind of do the podcast style. I, I've actually even thought about um, figuring out how to do more of a vi- like an audiovisual thing to where we're actually... Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it would just be a video of the, not not live stream or anything like that, but just like a recorded video to put to, to you know put to a YouTube page or something like that, so that we have a record so people can go mm-hmm. can see what these things yeah. are because that that's really important that people can access the content that yeah. um, even if they can't come yeah. you know. and make it so it be downloadable. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Yeah, highly. You know, uh, highly portable. However, they want it, they can. You don't do think that the liturgy and the commencement before should be on there? I, I don't personally. I, 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 I to me, I, I want to, I want to hear the sermon. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear. I, so I, I don't personally. Yeah. Just in my, what my interest would be in in looking at a church. Yeah. I'm not real. I'm just telling you know, there's nothing sure. wrong with it if you do it. Yeah. I'm, I wouldn't go. I'm just thinking it's so different than anything else you're going to find in the county or local vicinity anywhere. You know, maybe an that example. I'm just, be, yeah. you know, it's nice to good. pull up, download a sermon, right. have it on your iPod, plug it in your car, and go. Now, you know, instead of having to oh, try, having try to figure out uh, where the sermon starts. Yeah, uh, certainly we wouldn't record like singing or anything like that. So that that part would be kind of edited. But I don't have a beef with whatever, yeah. whatever you do. Sure. I really don't. Uh, I think. It might get good. Yeah, I think the way um, Trinity does it is they do the Facebook Live, which is automatically recorded and posted the whole thing unedited, and then on their website they have a list of sermons that whoever's preaching that Sunday. And they actually have a, a pretty slick setup where it's called a series engine, where if he's preaching through Ephesians, but he's not necessarily doing it one Sunday after the next, all the preaching, all the all the sermons on Ephesians are are up in one in one section, easily accessible. So, I think we'll we'll figure that out and uh, and make sure that the technical side of things is um, very um, appropriate. You know, not. Not over, not over focused. It's not the main focus, but also it's not like uh, we, we won't just be like um, the luddites when it comes to the tech. I think we're going to be amazed how many people are going to be looking for a reformed church. Mm-hmm. And when you get your get your logo up there and start yeah. putting content on the website, because yep. I know I know people that have looked yep. in Lewis yeah. County, and there's a, there was just nothing. You know, and some of them are so ambiguous, you just can't figure out right. almost every vision, mission, statement, or whatever that's all boilerplate stuff. So, right. um, people are going to 
people are going to find Crisco in a church and they're going to check it so out. SEO stuff? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, um, the SEO stuff kind of will come. Um, I, I, think, I think we need to do uh, more. We have to actually like kind of open, like it's all been word of mouth up to this point. Like we don't even have a Facebook I'm a little concerned about all of this just kind of falling in your lap as well yeah. because you've been doing all of it. Sure. I feel like we, I think we probably should find someone maybe who's elsewise designated yeah. to kind of 100%. try to Anybody wants take to, some of that yeah. on, you know. Pick up, yeah, absolutely. We could spit the task up and you delegate. I don't know what to do. Well, so we need to find somebody who's savvy at it is what we need. So yeah. we were talking about the, the reformed Put, put the name reformed in, in the in the name, which of course it's not, and so the tagline. So what I was thinking we could do is Christ Covenant Church, and then I thought the tagline could be a um, reformed um, and uh, evangelical church. A reformed and evangelical church. So the the reformed, of course, is that's one of the words that we're trying to mm -hmm. convey to people. But evangelical is we're not Catholic, you know. We're we're here to to preach the, the the good news that Christ has come to save the world, and that's why we're that's why we're here. We're we're here as his, uh, you know. Do you need the conjunction in there? Do you need the and in there, Joe? Reformed evangelical church. No, yeah. I'm not. just I'm just wondering. Yeah. Though. Yeah. The only the only thing about evangelical is that it's carry it's now carrying with it a mm -hmm. stupid amount of political loadedness. Yep, that's that true. Is, right. That I, is that is that is obnoxious, and it's not it, it it's a, it's a high it's hijacking the definition of what that word is. Yeah. So I love the word evangelical. Yeah. I do not love the way that it's been maligned. Yeah. But if you combine it with reform, doesn't I feel like it fixes some of that problem? But I also yeah, I don't is, know. Is this purely for search engine optimization or? No, no, no. That, that, I wasn't even thinking search engine. I was just this thinking. This is like on the on the so on the board. So he comes and he sees sees what he sees what he sees and he's like, oh yeah, that, that sounds that sounds like it could be what I'm looking for. What 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 was that other? There was another tagline though that uh, I remember Refer Luke really liked that was in Latin. Uh, it was in Latin. Semper reformanda and semper yeah. reformata. Right. I think. Yep. Uh, was that that means uh, reform. yeah. always, always always reformed, reformed the, always the, reforming. Yeah. The, the church reformed. So church ecclesia, reformed. ecclesia, uh, ecclesia reformata. Reformata. Yeah. Um, and then um, yeah, and then always semper reformanda. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yep. And that's uh, in that. But even that, I mean, has. People have used that as in a, um, you know, yeah, right. things have been or or, yeah, or just like the idea. A rainbow. We're always reforming. We're yeah, always. the idea of always reforming is like, well, things always change, and it's like, no, no, the church is reformed because it's reformed by Christ, and we're always reforming because we're wicked people, and we need <laughs> right. Christ to continually reform our wicked heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, just good. I, I don't want to keep you guys any longer because it's almost nine, but some really good things to, to think about. Um, this week, this Sunday, we'll, we'll be at the Christian school, just like normal. Nothing's changed on that. I'll send out an email tomorrow um, or Saturday or something like that, letting people know that. Um, if people want to be a part of this, uh, creating a Facebook group or, or helping on the website or anything like that, I'm more than happy to set you up with a username and password so you can see all the things that I see and... Add stuff to it. Facebook reach. What's that? I know a lot of people. Yeah, so. absolutely. Right? 
Yeah, we should. The Kirk's might be showing up someday too. Oh, cool! Yeah. That'd be awesome. I haven't seen them in a while. while. They're like, oh, dude, that sounds awesome. Yeah, cool. And <laughs> great. What did you say? Uh, Sean and Devin Kirk. Oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. Nice. Not right. that I'm recruiting or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I talked to Joe Long a little bit too. You might check it out. Sweet. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we'll get one. So we have our job. We yeah. don't know where we're at. The two social butterflies. <laughs> um, good. Wait, do you want to close this in prayer? Thank you, Lord, for this occasion we've had a week. Thank you for the guidance that you've given us, Father. We ask also for the uh, Holy Spirit to show us what else to do here that we can worship you in a manner that glorifies you and that you would like us to follow. We know it's just a form, Father. We ask that our form would be as much as possible the image of what a congregation should be. Mm -hmm. uh, we ask also that uh, you'd sort out our details of where we should meet and that it would be a facility that's easy to get to, that uh, will ease our congregating as much as possible. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.